0: So without further ado, here's Michelle and Dan.
1: Welcome everybody to another great QB Power Hour. Today's topic is Roadmap to a Paid QBO Diagnostic. We're very happy to have you all joining us today. Um, As Dan said, it is January 31st, a busy day for us all in the accounting community. So thank you all for joining us. My name is Michelle Long, CPA with an MBA in entrepreneurship, owner of Long for Success, Speaker for Intuit, author of five different books. Check them out on Amazon. There's the links to the um, Facebook group, LinkedIn group. Um, check us out out there. Um, go ahead, Dan. All right. Yeah,
0: my name is Dan DeLong, owner at Dan With. Worked at Intuit for about 18 years, co-hosting today as well as the Workshop Wednesdays over at School of Bookkeeping, and uh, super excited to have Anna Calderon joining us today uh, to talk about uh, her uh, very much needed uh, concept. Um, at least for myself. I mean, if nothing else, I'm going to get a lot out of this today. Uh, I'm a t- Anna, tell us a little bit about uh, about yourself.
2: Um, I'm Anna. I'm owner of Hard Hats Bookkeeping and Consulting, and also of Anna Elite, which is my new educational platform, and which where I do the um, QuickBooks diagnostics. Um, I am. I've been in the bookkeeping for about 20 years. I don't have that much certifications, but I've been here for a while. I am working on certifications for um, many, actually many other courses too. So um, I'm a member of AIBP and um, QB Pro Advisor.
0: All right. Well, we appreciate you joining us here today um, and and walking us through um, what I what I think is a just a a nice framework, um, as as you call it, the roadmap to a to a paid diagnostic. And we'll kind of unpack that uh, here today. Uh, so a little bit about the QB Power Hour, um, if you want to check out our, our website, uh, there's a link there uh, to be able to see what's, uh, what's upcoming uh, for, for events, not just for the QB Power Hour, but, uh, but also for other other uh, webinars and events as well. Um, and if you need PDFs of the slides, recordings, or podcasts, or other resources, you can always go to qbpowerhour.com resources, and we have everything there for you all in a nice, orderly fashion. Uh, so a little bit of housekeeping. There's no CPE for the QB Power Hour uh, webinars yet, uh, but I am, um, you know, investigating some ways to for us to be able to do that. Uh, if you have specific questions about the topics that we're going to be talking about here today, please put them in the Q and A. Uh, if you have general topics or general general comments about um, the weather, or you know how cold it is, where <laughs> you might be, or Um, or how warm it might be, depending on where you are. Maybe you're you're off in uh, Turks and Caicos somewhere. Um, You can put that in the chat. Um, A little bit about the uh, getting the slides ahead of time. Um, Emails come out uh, one day and one hour prior, and there's a link there to the resources site as well. And if you, um, as you know, if you're once you're registered for the series, you're registered for for every QB Power Hour. Uh, but if you uh, if you feel like you you need to cancel, there's a link to cancel the registration um, at the bottom of those update emails. So a little bit about our what we're going to be talking about today is uh, Anna's going to uh, talk to us about the benefits of a paid diagnostic and and walk through her, her 12 step. Um, it's an overview, um, and then. Um, what we were realizing is that there's a lot more to unpack than uh, than one hour will allow. <laughs> so Anna has has been uh, uh, hard at work at creating a workshops theories, uh, all dedicated to these uh, these paid diagnostics. So we'll, we'll that's our that's our uh, chat today. So let's uh, launch our first poll. Uh, what version of QuickBooks do you use to support your clients? Because it's a it's a great idea to give us an idea of. of who um, who's who's tuning in today? So Anna, uh, tell tell us a little bit about um, you know how this how this uh, how this came up for you, right? Um, you you've been doing you've been doing this for a while. Was there a, was there a horror story involved here, or what? <laughs> how did yeah. this all happen?
2: Um, so I wanted to do something like this, but I didn't really know how to or what to look for until I got stuck in a cleanup that I thought was going to be pretty easy based on what the client was telling me. When I they said it was good, they had their own bookkeeper and everything was working perfectly. And then when I finally got in there to do the cleanup, I already priced them out. Um, I saw something that was like, oh, my Lord, (laughs) 16 pages worth of a profit and loss, which was really (laughs) And, and was it wasn't
0: like, oh, like the font was really big.
2: It no, was, it was <laughs> no, no, it wasn't. I'm like, oh my gosh. And it was a desktop. So I guess they were, they had like, they could have millions of categories, I guess. So that's what really led me into like, I have to find out what's wrong with this before I go into a cleanup and charge what I'm really supposed to because I really. I really lost on that one. <laughs> it took me <laughs> longer than I was supposed to. So that you was, know, oh, Anna, sorry.
1: <laughs> you know, Anna, I think we all have, and hopefully it's just one, but I think unfortunately we all have several where, you know, we've gotten into some cleanups and there's always unexpected things that we run into and wind up, you know, getting in over our heads and stuff. So I think this is great, you know, what you're doing here. So we're glad to have you
2: sharing this with us today. Thank you. And I'm really happy to do it. (laughs) All right. So let's
0: let's dive right in this uh, roadmap to a paid diagnosis. So I'm going to stop sharing, which I forgot to do before I launched the poll. (laughs) Uh, So, Anna, if you want to, since you can drive this at, at your pace, since you're on the road, you, you better be the one at the controlling the accelerator or the brake. <laughs>
2: um. Okay. Now. Now. I think is. Okay. There we go. Perfect. So move these Everybody can see my screen. Are you? you yep. Can see? All right. So yes. So this is welcome to the roadmap to Bay Diagnostics. <laughs> so I think that it is very important to do diagnostics review. Um, just. It's having a diagnostic review will give you more of an accurate look at what needs to be fixed and corrected before you go into a cleanup. So the example is what happened to me, right? You want to address anything before you get in there and drive yourself nuts. <laughs> um, and then you also want to get paid because this is your time that you're you're putting in to to look through the books. Now you're not just diagnosing diagnostic.
0: Diagnosing, <laughs> the diagnosing,
2: <books> by, <laughs> diagnosing. Sorry, <laughs> the books by um doing just the like a look, right? Going through and just that's that's what I kind of did, and it just did not work. You need to really dig deep. So this is time you have, you have to value your experience and your time because that's the the most precious thing that we have, right? Our time and our our our, our experiences. We paid for all of that, so why not charge for that, okay? Um, I do have a little bit of how I charge, kind of, you have three options. You have more options, obviously, you can make come up with, but this is kind of where I think that right off the bat, this is um, what you can do. You know, you could price it based on the annual revenue, and here's just, I'm just throwing numbers out here, just examples of what could, what you can do. So, you know, you can base it between zero to 250,000, you can charge 500 or 251 to 500, 750, and so on. Um, Another way is maybe add 15 to 20% more than your monthly minimum fee. So, if you charge, if you don't want to go any lower than 550 a month on regular monthly fee, you want to charge 15 to 20% more. And the reason I say more is because a cleanup is harder than just doing your regular monthly fee because obviously now you're doing you're fixing mistakes that happened not not you know you're doing your work you know where the category categories are already going so that's that's why I think you should charge a little bit extra than your monthly fee or you can uh, go ahead
0: I th- I think this is th- these are great options like for for people to start from uh because I remember when you know when I left the cozy confines of, of of a large employer to you know doing things on my own, a lot of these questions like I don't know where to begin, right? And and I think it's a little overwhelming. I think for for somebody who goes into the deep end of the pool like that, like well, what do I what do I charge for these these kinds of services? So these give people you know pretty good uh, a starting point, um, you know, especially if you haven't kind of mapped out all of all of the services, um, you know. But in my case, you know, I didn't even know what I wanted to charge hourly. Um, which is that's the simple that's the simplest thing
2: it's It's hard hard I guess it's it's hard for me to charge hourly because I don't I I I don't charge hourly so when a client comes to me he's like what's your charge for hourly I'm like I I I go I go nuts because I don't know what to do like I don't know hourly uh no I do a fee (laughs) it's that fee so that's easier for me so and that's that's that next option there if you do want to charge hourly and let's say that you want to do 150 an hour, then times that by five and charge that, you know, or times whatever you think it would be. For me, I charge, I have a set fee, but you know, I put in about three to four hours, about three hours or so, or four hours or so, um, to diagnose and do everything right, and then one hour to go and present it to them because I do go and I present it to them, you know, Zoom. How,
0: so How many diagno, diagno, diagnosis? How many diagnoses? Uh, <laughs> How many many times did you diagnose a file until you realized like how long it normally takes you to, to do these things? Because I know, you know, everyone is a one-off, right? (laughs) You come to, but, but things start to kind of fall into, into buckets for you, right? Where it's like they're brand new. They, they don't have anything. They're, they're fresh snow or they, you know, they've been using it for a while and um, you know, their, their teenager has been doing their, <laughs> their bookkeeping for them or something like that, where they kind of start to fall into kind of categories where you can kind of, you kind of know going in how long it's going to take you or like just how long did, how many did you have to do before you realized, okay, this is uh, kind of how this, uh, how this all
1: falls.
2: So it does depend um, obviously, like you said, but I think it was between my, Fourth and fifth is when I finally got into it because the smaller ones is like I was just starting out to see how how everything was going. And then Mm -hmm. as I was seeing more as I was cleaning that one up, I'm like, oh, I think I have to diagnose something else deeper. So then that added an extra, you know, an extra 30 or 40 minutes or whatever. And then from that cleanup, I started I started looking at more and more what other stuff I need to diagnose diagnose deeper um right. and add till I finally got to those 12 steps
0: it's just like so. it's just like going to the gym right I mean you, the first time you, it's a little sore
2: yeah. <laughs> a after, little
1: painful <laughs>
0: after very after painful. A while, after a while yeah. get, you, you get used to it yeah and then you bring on so. then you add more weight yes
2: <laughs> now you want to add more stuff to make it better <laughs> So the one thing I would like to add just about the pricing
1: aspect in here, and I love the fact that you're giving people just some guidelines in here. The one thing I personally would like to just throw out there is I want to encourage people to get away from the hourly rate. And I know a lot of us still think hourly when we're pricing, but I, I know we're trying to get away from that and, and moving towards the value pricing or even now subscription pricing. And I know it's hard when we're talking cleanup work because you don't know what to expect. But we still can give people a range and we can tell people, hey, this cleanup job is going to be anywhere, let's say, from two to four thousand dollars. So you still can kind of be thinking hourly, like you're saying here, hourly times five. So let's say the hourly times five is going to be just to make it easy, five, you know, five thousand dollars or five hundred dollars. You might tell them, hey, this is going to be anywhere from four to five grand for this cleanup work. So you could be still kind of thinking, but. The thing of it is, is these tools that we have with books review and with reclassified transactions, the tools that we have enable us to do the work faster than ever before. So we do need to get away. And when you go or get away from doing hourly pricing, and if you import the bank transactions using a tool like Money Thumb or something like that, you can process a year's worth of transactions at a fraction of the time that it used to be. So we don't want to be doing it hourly because you can process a year's worth of activity in a fraction of the time. So people should get a year's worth of accounting in less, you know, at a at a discounted rate because it took you less time to do it. So I still like to get away from giving people an hourly rate. You may use that when you're coming up with your value pricing. Um, but anyway, I, I just wanted to put that out there and tell people that there is a VCon coming up and I'm doing a whole new session on value pricing and, and subscription pricing. Um, so register for that upcoming VCon at QBTrainingEvents.com. Sorry, Anna, back to you. <laughs> <laughs> that's
2: okay. And that's actually why I put the hourly rate at the bottom as a third choice. <laughs> Just because right. it's, yes. it's there, yeah. you have that option, but yeah. 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 And yes, um. It, sometimes when you go into your, with your clients and you're gonna, I, I do it right in my right foot call, right? My discovery call. Um, and I talked to them about what they need is a diagnostic review. So I, they're like, what is that? Right. So I do this analogy where, you know, if you got to go to your doctors, you need to, you know, you need to do your physical every year, right. You need to be healthy or your car needs, you know, to be, um, good to run. So you need to do, they have to do a diagnostics or, you know, health check on you. And then the mechanic has to look through everything. So you want to come. You want to have you want to explain it to your client or your lead um, in terms that they can understand. And then they're like, oh, yeah, I do need a physical. So your books need to be healthy, too. So it's just something that you could always mention to them. (laughs) So in with the roadmap, I call it a roadmap because there are five stages that I go through in my workshop and it's going from ideal client looking for that ideal client to the right fit call and then the diagnostics that's like the that's the heart of the of the program right and then we also um do prepare the findings and then we present it to sell um the cleanup
0: and 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 the way you have it listed here there are twists and turns
2: yes uh, along the way (laughs) Yes. So and then here's the checklist for the diagnostic review. These are the 12 steps that I I go through and I'm going to go um, through them very fast, kind of in a way. <laughs> <laughs> so first one is I match the return. So we need to make sure that the tax return is matched and closed out for the prior year. So I usually choose I ask for three. Um but sometimes it's just that last one is the most important one. The other two is more for me to just do some an, an analysis of how the trends. Actually, I should say the trends of previous years. I do an overview. So in this section, I want to make sure that I can take notes of what I see is an, is accurate in the books. In this in this area here, we then do the banking, uh, the books review. This section, we identify all the transactions that are happening in the pri- uh, in the period or in the month. This also helps to identify what how many transactions are happening in a month. So this can give you an idea for when, so when you do the cleanup, you know how many transactions you might have to look through to, to uh, put put together a not a cleanup, but the the monthly fee. So if you know they're doing 500 transactions per month, then you can think, okay, well that's going to somehow take me about this long. So if I do, you know, um, quote them a monthly fee, you know how much work it's going to be involved. Um, uh, this section. one session. of uh,
0: the things. One of the things Anna that uh, the, the, I, I glean from you uh, from, from watching you you do this over and over again is that you know your your paid diagnostic is the answer to almost every question that they have. Right. Like, you know, whatever, whatever situation they they say they talk a little bit about uh, about that. I like how you how you position that um, with that with, within your roadmap. Um,
2: I guess I just went through everything. I'm preparing myself for the monthly fee for the monthly review, like the monthly fee that I want to do. So I ask myself questions. And what I have to know in order to price them out the monthly, so I'm also trying to get all of that at the same time, so that I kind of won't go back and do it. Does that answer your question, like,
0: or my? No, no, yeah. I, I mean, what I, what I really love about you know positioning this, you know, like, uh, you know, the the five steps in that roadmap, mm-hmm. you know, it all roads, you know, like they used to say, all roads lead to Rome. Like all all roads lead to a paid diagnostic before you even you know, move to that next, next step. You know, a lot of, um, uh, somebody put in the chat, you know, the messier that, um, people's books are the okay. less, less uh, willing they are for you to look at them
2: <laughs> because they're, <laughs> they
0: know, they know how unmade their bed is, Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but that, that is kind of like, um, a stopping point for you. Like if they don't want to do the paid diagnostic, you, you really don't want to take them on as a client. Right.
2: Exactly. Um, because if they can't afford 375, 475 for diagnostics, that's going to give them a whole overview of their financials, which is super important. Then how it really how um, how much do they really care about their books? Like that you don't want to get a diagnosed a, a, your books diagnosed. Then you probably are hiding something which is like, oh, my books are messy. And that's OK. They're always we're always scared about about that. So we kind of in that diagnostic in that um, meeting, we kind of have to tell them it's OK to be afraid of showing our books, your books. It's OK. We're not going to judge. It's just helping you change, um, get from where you're at to a better position and helping you clean all of that up. So I'm afraid to go to my physical, but I have to go. Right. <laughs> so it's like You know, so I think it's. Yeah.
0: awesome sorry to sorry to, to kind of derail but I, I wanted to kind of un, unpack that a little bit um you know and how and uh, people are asking questions about the, the the pricing that you listed earlier those are those are just suggestions you can you can you know it's entirely up to um you know you as a business owner as to what you want to charge for this this type of service but the bottom line that 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 on a Anna, Anna I, mean, I know I'm gonna mess it up I'm sorry
1: uh-huh. <laughs>
0: banana anna there we go there we go banana.
1: <laughs> anna <laughs> banana
0: but, uh, but anna is suggesting is that you know do yourself uh, you're doing yourself a disservice by not offering this as a service you know to to your clients because they do have something that they can take you know that there's a there's a there's a, a, a tangible takeaway for this service whether they choose to engage with you after that or not right
2: Yes, they're gonna get. I, I I give them everything that I find, um, and they could take it and do it themselves. Or I make it so complicated that they say, "You know what? You do it." <laughs> of course. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. But I think that it's just your beginning price. You don't have to. It's those numbers are just thrown out um, at the ways of you can do. You can do, and you could start low, um, pricing it out low, low, and then as you see. Price out fifty dollars more on the next one. Fifty dollars more on the next one. Fifty dollars more on this, until you get to a to a point where where you're you're happy. I think. <laughs> um, accounts receivable we we want to look here on open invoices. How much of that is past due and what's new? If there are any credits, negatives, um, are they you know accurate or they're not accurate? Um, so we dig deep, deep into this report here. Same thing goes. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we'll pause for a poll. Uh, where'd they go? Okay. Do you currently offer a paid diagnostic service? I want to get an idea of uh, people that may are already doing that. I know some people are um, putting that in the uh, in, in the chat already.
1: Yeah, and that's what I was going to share, what Linda just said she does. She does 397 for a paid diagnostic review with a three- to five-page report, and she gives them one to three options to resolve the issue. And that's what I like, because sometimes the client, they want you to just clean everything up. Sometimes the client says, well, I want to keep the fees down, so you train me how to clean it up. Like You show me what to do to clean it up, and then I'll do the cleanup work under your supervision. And so sometimes, you know, I'll do something like that. And I think, Anna, you said you will, too. You know, sometimes they want you to guide them on how to do the cleanup work, you know, and sometimes I'll do that. But, yes, I'm going to charge them for that. You charge them for your training them how to clean it up and let them do that because that helps them learn how to do it and clean it up and be self-sufficient on an ongoing basis, you know. And then sometimes they just, you know, whatever reason, they may not do anything. You know, they just don't make a decision or whatever. But Linda says she doesn't do any bookkeeping. Then she turns off if they want ongoing monthly bookkeeping, she'll turn them over to another QuickBooks expert, you know. So I thought that was interesting. And Cindy Schroeder, she does 397 too. So that must be the magic number. <laughs> um, the 397 is the magic pricing there. So it's seven <laughs> at
2: the end is that magic yeah. Book. <laughs> Awesome. Yeah. And
0: and you now you're what you're showing us here is actually the, the the diagnostic steps that you do inside of QuickBooks Online. That doesn't mean that this is the only way to do these. It's just kind of like a framework for um, you know if you're if you're doing a diagnostic for desktop, because you you mentioned that the first one that with the 16 page uh, profit definitely. and loss uh, that was actually a desktop uh, desktop interaction. So you can take some of these same concepts and transpose them over to to, to desktop, or, you know, if you're doing a, you know, a, a a data file integrity service as well, you could, you can, you can add, you know, take these steps and kind of take them into, um, you know, you, you know, transpose them into your, uh, into your, your Our business platforms. or your practice.
2: Yeah. 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 I mean, this is, yeah, I do do this on QuickBooks online. Um, I'm thinking of doing one, to see how a diagnostics would happen or the steps for a desktop one. Um, so, you know, but I think it's just the basis, the ba- basic, and you can, you know, you'll find what you might, you know, what works for you. So, on any form. Um,
1: and, and I did have a question for you and somebody mentioned it in there um, somewhere. I think I saw the question come through. Okay, so some people, Some people will offer a free initial consultation, you know, 30 minutes or 60 minutes. Some people will offer a diagnostic review or initial consultation and they may say, okay, this initial is going to be $300 or $500 or whatever. And then they may give you a credit back if you do the work with us you know, what is your position on that? Do you do free initial reviews or do you give them a credit back if they they do the service with you or have the cleanup with you? Do you do that? Have you tried that? What are your thoughts on that?
2: So I did when I first started, um, I guess for me to close the deal kind of, I did offer that, um, because I kind of guaranteed my cleanup by giving them the credit on the cleanup. So at first that's what I was doing. And then, um, I didn't like how that looked on my on my profit and loss so I, <laughs> I I started doing um I started doing half half of it uh you know 50% to towards whatever service you wanted whether it was the first month's monthly fee or a cleanup so I gave them that choice now um another option that I would do was I would say you know well it's you know you know, February fourteenth or whatever. You know, whatever holiday it is, right? Um, and that's not holiday, but uh, whatever it is, and you give them like, oh, well, you know, this month I'm giving um, a two two hundred dollars off my diagnostic review. So you would just bump it up the two hundred dollars, and you charge what you really did want to charge. So if your fee was five hundred dollars, you charge it up seven hundred, right? So um, and you say it was seven hundred, and you took the two hundred dollars discount, you still get your five hundred. So that was that also worked for me. Um. But yeah, so it's not a bad idea. I think it's a good thing. You close. You actually maybe not guarantee the cleanup um, or the extra service that they do. But if you do have a training, you kind of guarantee that you're guaranteed that training because now you know that they they know that whatever service they're going to have extra, um, they're going to apply that to. So
0: that's a really good strategy. I think uh, is being able to tie the the diagnosis into the, uh, into the, the next service that, you, that you're going to be offering.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, yeah. <laughs> well, and that, and that way you get a commitment from the client, you know, and one of the things we were talking about pricing earlier and stuff too, <clears throat> is, you know, I, I encourage people, you know, to get them to pay for the diagnostic upfront. You know, or if you're gonna be doing a cleanup project, like let's say you know, you tell them, okay, this project's gonna take, you know, two to four thousand dollars or two to three thousand dollars, get them to pay at at least half of the fee up front or some of the fee up front, or pay for that diagnosis up front before you start doing any work. If you can't get the client to pay some money up front and make commitment up front, what makes you think they're gonna pay you later, you know, after you've done the work? You know, so that's one of the things you know. If you if you're not going to get the client to pay up front, you're not going to get them to pay later. You no, don't yeah. do the work.
2: Yeah, the, the diagnostics. Works. I get it paid and um, con- a contract signed and a paid um invoice right on at our diagnostic or the our discovery call. So before we yeah. begin touching their books, touching yeah. their books, and same thing with the we, cleanup, we do we, a. a fixed. Let's
0: unpack that. You let me let me just stop what you said. There. You uh, so you get a paid. Uh, commitment as you're talking about the 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 service you haven't even done yet
1: yes. uh
0: and and how um how long does it take you to talk about the service you know the diagnostic the the the, <laughs> the diagnostic service uh to the point of where you're you're taking them to the next pay you know next phase of here's my here you know here's my engagement letter you know for this service and and uh, well, what I'll need from you and you know and everything like that, or how' that how long does that take? i um, well typically
2: during the meeting, we're talking about all their pains and all of their everything why they called me, right? because they're going through something and they want us to to look at their books. So I listen to everything, I give them a um recommendations, and then at the end, I do say, you know, I think that um a paid diagnostics would be beneficial for you because you know i can look to see what is going on you can tell me that this is wrong this is wrong and this is wrong but i need to see what is really going on and then i i list out everything that i'm going to provide to them with the diagnostics so they're going to have all the everything that i find with the recommendations on everything that is wrong with their books and then i even tell them like, you can take it and do it yourself or um we can do a cleanup for you but I try to like have them fall in love with the diagnostics so I can see their faces and be like, Oh yeah, that's cool. So then I'm like, okay, but it's going to be this much. <laughs> 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 and at the end, at the, at the, before my meeting, I already have my contract ready. It's already, it's, it's already like right. assuming that they say yes. So as soon as they say yes, yeah. then I just click on, you know, like, okay, well let me send you the contract. And, stuff.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and that's, and that's why it's, um, you know, the, what you have is so, I think, brilliant, because regardless of where they're at coming in, the outcome is let's diagnose it first and then go from there.
2: That's it's the person, Not person, taking, really it, not
0: taking their word for it that, yeah, my books are clean. I've uh, I just started. Uh, but, the, you know, it's like when a, uh, a, a senior citizen tells me they're on a fixed income. It could be fixed really hot. Right.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah
0: so all right let's uh let's press on uh, with the with the new uh no more steps here
2: all right so, as I was saying with the accounts receivable, we do the same thing with accounts payable. We want to see what are open bills. We want to see any duplicate of vendors, um, at what is passed to you, if there are credits that need to be you know, applied to those invoices that are open or that they haven't even received a credit for. So, we want to look at that um, in the report. This payroll part here is only the setup you need to make sure that it's set up correctly if they're using QuickBooks payroll if they're using a different software then you just make sure that the journal entries are coming in um through that third party app into you know the the categories that are correct and making sure that you know liabilities are accurate and everything which also falls into the next one which is the taxes so those kind of go hand in hand um you want to make sure that The payroll taxes are entered accurately. And if they're using sales tax, then you need to make sure that the sales tax are set up correctly. You want to look at their my tax to make sure that the payments are also coming in right, that they're not overdue and all that good stuff in this section. Sometimes we don't we ha- we can skip this section because they don't do sales tax so and payroll taxes and some might not have payroll so maybe it's just uh, contractors in my case um there's a lot of them that have no contractors because I'm in the construction industry right um some do some don't just want to work with contractors so it just depends and you might skip steps um the chart of accounts um here you just want to make sure that the 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 accounts are accurate for the the industry that you're that you're um, that you're looking at. So I would have to look at you know if you're doing e-commerce, then you make sure that the list of the accounts are accurate for that industry. And construction, you have to look at to see make sure that those that list is accurate for that industry. So you just want to make sure that those are okay, and then also remove any duplicates because there's always duplicates. Um, and then um, classes <laughs> and locations.
1: You'd,
0: uh and you had talked about in your in your initial roadmap um you know the finding the finding the ideal client is step step one which is um you know what what type of client you you typically take on okay. now you know I can tell from the hard hat sitting behind you 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 specialize in construction and contractors yes. uh you know how did it how did it evolve to to that uh for you
2: um Construction was, is, I have a, a background in construction. So not um, background itself, like I lived with construction all the time. My dad was landscaping. My husband now is, you know, in the construction industry. My brother owns a construction business. And so construction always been around me. Plus, I don't know why, but construction just feels challenging. And I love that. Um, it feels hard, but at the same time, it's so easy. I don't know. There's just I don't know, but it ever since I started bookkeeping, it's like, that's what I said. And I wanted to do, um, that's the industry that I wanted to do for anything. So when doing the diagnostics, I needed to know what to look for in the construction industry special for them versus any other, um, any other industry. So that's why looking at, um, narrowing down your niche might put you in a better position when doing a diagnostics because now you're not only showing them their messy books, but now you're also showing them like let's say the classes and locations. Like are they using in my industry, like the construction, are they using classes and location accurately to that industry? And you know, maybe something, you know, you might not look at that if you're doing a diagnostics for just any other an, another um industry. Maybe you will, obviously like locations or whatever. But Um, that's kind of why I chose the, just to, to narrow down and know what I'm going to be special, specialized in. Yeah.
0: Now, when you, um, and, and that helps with that last step where it's like, is it set up for their industry? You, you kind of already have those best practices at your, at your disposal so that you can kind of put it through that lens. I can really ask in the, in the the Q and a, do you have a template that you work off of, you know, when, when you go through all of this?
2: I do. I do. I have little questions that I ask myself and everything's checked off and then I have little buckets. And then at the end, um, at the end, I also categorize as how hard it's going to be this section. Like if the classes and locations are super messy, then I determine how much of how much how hard do I see it is. And it'll also come together to pull up a a cleanup price at the end of the, the whole thing based on my thing clean up. so yeah but yeah i do have a, a
0: worksheet for that yeah i think that's i think that's part of the challenge of you know looking at this in terms of you know are you a generalist or a specialist in a certain industry and what if your industry is um outside of you know what you specialize in right like you're you specialize in construction how can i take that and if I am specializing in e-commerce, so sales tax is a concern, inventory is a concern, which is not a concern for a lot of construction companies, how do I take that into the, the diagnosis? What if they're using an app that I don't know, like I've never heard of before, you know, or, or never worked with, uh, how do I, how does that fall into, um, into, you know, where, where your, what, what your findings document at the end of the, at the end of the the diagnosis?
2: So- that part, the, um, like if they have another app that goes in that overview part. Mm-hmm. So I have a question in there where it's, are they using a third party app? Do we have to get into it, get into it to, um, you know, sync invoices or whatever it is. So that is another like, okay, well that's number five for me. Right. Uh, that's extra work because now I have to go and make sure that that's, that app is syncing correctly with this, you know, with QuickBooks and everything. So, and then if it is inventory, I did have a slide for inventory. Um, I mean, not a slide, but I did have like a number for inventory. But because the 12 steps is more like, eh, eh, kind of based it off on what I'm doing construction. So you mm-hmm. kind of, there is a part in my in my spreadsheet that has inventory that asks different questions for that inventory but um i think that at the beginning you have to like start looking at okay they have this they have this this, this they have all of this so then you know what to dig in within within the reports and everything does that does that make right. sense yeah yeah absolutely so
1: and i had a quick question for you and maybe you covered this and i missed it cuz i was typing answers and stuff over there. Um, When you're going through the report with the client, because I know you said you allow an hour to kind of go over the results with them and stuff. Do you actually get in QuickBooks and go through and talk to them about, you know, this is wrong and this is how you need to fix it? Or do you just go over the report with them and discuss it that way? Or do you go over it with them in QuickBooks?
2: No, I actually go through the report with them. I do take snapshots of different items in QuickBooks that I see that I can point out to them, but I do not go in there and I do not tell them, this is how you do it exactly. Um, Gotcha. So you're just going
1: over the report.
2: Yes. Yes. And do you tell them the
1: impact, do you tell them the impact on their financials? Like you were just talking about inventory. Let's say you've discovered negative inventory or something. Do you discuss the impact on their financials?
2: I do. I tell them what, what that happened, what what they, um, what this, why this is wrong and everything. So yeah, I do tell them, I I give them recommendations on all of that.
1: Gotcha. Okay, great. Love it.
2: Um, I know this part here is very, very minimal, but I think it's also very important. The account settings is to go and make sure that everything is turned on and turned off that needs to be. Um, If they're not using something in the settings, it should be turned off. I for sure I hate the little apply credit to, to <laughs> whatever comes up. I always hate that, um, in my opinion, right? But so I take that, I try to take that off like all the time. I always tell them that this is like the main one. But you also want to make sure that, you know, they have their, they have their um logo, their everything's in there set up correctly. You know, if they're using the invoices, you can tell them, you know, you can make this prettier, whatever, just give them little tips. But I mean, this is not as important, but it's just extra little things to let them know that you're you are doing something else outside the box, kind of a thing. <laughs> right.
0: All right, so let's talk about scope creep. Um, <laughs> this is one of those things that um, you know, I you know, I learned it in a, in a learning and development space where you know somebody says, "Hey, we need some training on this," and then by the time you're you're ready to deliver the training. It's. It looks nothing like what you had originally intended the, the the training to look look like because there was so much. Well, we could add this in here, and we could do that in there. Uh, in in you know, diag- uh, you know quickbooks diagnoses. I'm still not sure how <laughs> we pronounce it uh, plural. I know somebody put that in the in the chat, <laughs> but doing doing a diagnostic uh, can certainly. Um, prohibit a uh, scope creep com- from happening because you've, you've done that due diligence ahead of time. And, and that, that flows into that. Uh, and It
2: could, could still creep up. They could still creep <laughs> up after yeah. you've done it. Um, again, that's what happened. Why I, after my third or fourth, I kind of knew, you know, okay, this is extra stuff that I really do need to dig deep in because you know, after the I did the cleanup, I figured, oh, geez, I didn't see that in my diagnostics, you know, so they still creep up. But now that's that's kind of on you because you kind of did the diagnosis and you didn't catch that on time. You it. learned from that and now you you diagnose it on the next one kind of. A, so it keeps on growing. So,
1: Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and one of the things one of the things that I I still struggle with is that's not the way I would have done it but it's okay i can i have to leave it alone i don't have to change it but you know it's okay it, you know this way is still fine you know what i mean that that and uh, in, in you know just some you know the accounting is still fine the PL is fine that's not the way i would have set it up or that's not the way i would have done it but you know bottom line it's okay i don't have to change it i don't have to fix it i can leave it and maybe we change it moving forward or something but you know I have to learn sometimes to leave things alone that, you know, that's not something that has to be fixed. You know what I mean? So sometimes the scope creep could be my own fault. You know what (laughs) I mean? That's true. That's true. You could be your
0: own worst creeper.
1: Yeah. And I have to learn that leave it alone, Michelle, you don't have to change that. And I also have to learn sometimes that sometimes, you know, you don't have to fix every little thing because we do want to get in there and fix every little thing. And sometimes, you know, I have to learn just leave it alone. It's, yeah, you know, I'm, it's okay.
2: I'm
1: the same way. <laughs> yeah, we don't have to have perfect books. You know what I mean? So anyway.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And it, it's, it's, it's hard when you want to have everything perfect. And I
1: see other, other people said they're the same way. <laughs> so
2: that, I'm glad I'm not the only one. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Misery loves company, Michelle. It's
2: good, yeah. <laughs> We're all in this together. <laughs> yeah. Do you want me to? Continue?
0: So yeah, it looks, it looks like a lot of people are learning from from their mistakes. It looks like 83% uh have suffered from uh from scope creep. <laughs> uh but maybe we should have a follow-up question. Was that uh client inflicted scope creep oh. or your own?
2: Yes. <laughs> all right. Um, and then um, the profit and loss. That one takes a little bit longer because now we are um, analyzing every section of the profit and loss and making sure that everything is is um, running smoothly. So in income, you know, we want to make sure that if they are using invoices, that it doesn't have deposits, right? Um, so we want to make sure that there's those are accurate because sometimes they'll have a deposit and then they also have an invoice, the same one. So now you're duplicating your your, your, your income. Right. So same thing with the cost of goods and bill expenses, if they're using bills and they're still applying it as an expense. So you just want to make sure that those are accurate. Um, balance sheet, the same thing you want to go through every section of it, asset liabilities and equity, making sure that those are all running smoothly. Um, you know, the loans, the credit cards and all of that good stuff. So we did dig deep into those two reports a lot more, um, specifically. And then after all of that, we finally prepare your bindings and we we create the report. Um, I do um, recommend taking a snapshot of the items that you know you, that are important to show the, the client So that's what I was talking about before like take a, a snapshot of something in the QuickBooks that you saw that you want to show them. So sometimes when I um example is I take a snapshot of the um the the banks, and when was the last time that they reconciled? So I mean, I could easily type it in, but I also like to show it to them to see that you know, this is where I got this right. Um, I list out the recommendations of all of the steps that I, you know, whatever I found. I prepare the cleanup proposal as if they're going to say yes, and I also prepare a monthly bookkeeping proposal as if they're going to say yes, and have that ready. So when you do the propo- when you go and present to your client the diagnostics findings, you already have your a proposal ready your monthly bookkeeping proposal ready sometimes they'll say let me think about it obviously right but if they say yes let's do it i'm i this needs to be cleaned up now you're already prepared and you click send and it's there so it's just like how you did with the diagnostics
0: and typically typically anna what uh what's the passage of time between the time that you you've know, got the uh, invoice paid for to do the diagnostics and the findings what would you I, I'm, I'm sure it's going to vary, based off of you know what you're what you're in for, yeah. uh, but typically, what, what would uh, what do you set the expectation for the for the client at that point?
2: So I always give them a three to five days business days. Okay. So business days, yeah. <laughs> business days. So I always give them that three five business days, and then I ask them, I tell them that, you know if uh, once I'm done with that, you'll get an email from me saying to book that the the meeting for the proposal whether I I can do it two ways I sometimes I've done it both ways I I already um plan out what day it is so we meet again for the proposal um not the proposal sorry the findings presentation um and then I also do um I'll call I'll email them afterwards but I found that if I plan it out that same day Sometimes I'm going back and saying I need one more day, so that kind of doesn't look good uh, on the mm-hmm. I feel so that's sometimes that's why I kind of switched over to saying um, I'll let you know when we're done, so we can set up a set up the presentation. Yeah. <laughs> so does that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Um, and this is just an example of a cleanup proposal that um I've been using and I've been um. Uh, it was much harder for me to do the cleanup proposals, but I've, um, I, I I started off with like, let's say that 350 per month or 1200 per month. And then, you know, you times that by whatever months. So that's like my beginning, beginning cost. Mm-hmm. Cause now I actually, if it depends on how, 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 how messy I see that it is that I need to, like I said before, I, I vary it from like one to five. So one being, um you know not too much work and find being like oh my gosh this is gonna take me forever you know kind of a thing so i base that on everything that i find and that's and, and I- i'm
0: sure and i'm sure some you know some people say well like i need to talk to my partner or what have you or you know take some time to think about it do you do you give them an expiration date on the findings as far as the the fees are concerned because if they they wait like two months they could totally mess up their books I can see <laughs> between between the time that you you've looked at it and then the next time
2: I do give seven seven to four seven to 15 days actually seven okay. 15 days on the proposal and I do have it on my on the proposal it does stay on the top like you, you know this expires that that you know whatever day and it is you know it can go up depending on when you come back to me but um, all right
0: <laughs> the longer you wait the higher it
2: but I, don't, uh, um, I also, try to see like how it could work for, for all of us. So um, I don't, so it's like 4,200. If that's too much for them, I break it up like 4,200. I would break that up in two. Right. But if it was higher, I could break it up to three or maybe, you know, depending on how high it is.
0: (laughs) And then you had said before, like you, you might take some of your diagnosis fee and credit it towards towards this service or, you know, the choice is up to you, right? Like how do, how do you, how do you do that? Maybe you want to apply some or all, or what would, what would you say your your strategy is where you're at now as far as like best practice?
2: So I, it does depend. Um, I apply it to the cleanup. Um, but if they don't want the cleanup, even though if they do need a cleanup, I kind can, of I can't work with them without the cleanup, obviously. Um <laughs> You need clean books, so you, that needs to be number one. But if I see that there's not that much of a cleanup, I can't apply it to the first month's fee, which I haven't had. But that's something in my books. Like, if this happens, you can do this. Some Normally, I've had very messy books.
1: <laughs> so... <laughs> So, Terry Terry put a question in here, and I thought it was a great question that we wanted to discuss, as well as something that I came up with. So, Terry said that they did a diagnostic review and didn't take the client because of the following. How would you proceed with a new client whose equity section is not correct and the previous bookkeeper is deceased? For instance, how would you proceed to establish the correct tax basis? So, Anna, the first step that you mentioned was getting the prior tax return. Yes. You know, and so, and so that's great if it's a corporation because the corporation will have the balance sheet on there, right? But if it's a sole proprietor, you don't have a balance sheet. You don't have an equity section, right? With a sole prop, you don't know what the equity section is, right? So no. if you've got a sole proprietor, you don't know what the equity section is when you're setting up the books and stuff, right? Yeah, and exactly. so. You see, you know you can't know what the correct equity section is for a sole prop. If you've got a corporation, you do know what the right equity section is. Yes. you know and I recent, I recently had a new client that came to me and you know was trying to set them up and and the previous accountants had booked like 57 thousand dollars to adjust the prior balance sheet and they booked it to an equity account and I'm like fifty seven thousand of an account to equity, to adjust the prior balance sheet balance well you know we still don't know what the heck that was you know and it's like so i told him i said you're gonna have to talk to the tax accountant about what do they want to do about that you know do we want to go back and figure it out and and open up last year and look at this or what do we do because i am not the tax accountant yeah and i you know i'm not doing your taxes and you know so i'm like you need to discuss this with your tax professional. You know, is it because, you know, is it material? If it's $57,000 out of a $2 million company, it may or may not be material. If it's $57,000 out of a company that's doing $200,000 a year, it's material. And yes, we have to go back and look and figure out what it is. If it's 57 out of a $5 million company, it's not that big of a deal. So materiality does come into play. And there may be times that you have to talk to the tax professional to determine what do we need to do? And you can't make that decision on your own. And $57,000 may or may not be a big deal depending on the size of the client. You know, so, you know, there's times where you do need to discuss things with the tax accountant, if that's not you, you know, and I'm not the tax professional, I'm not doing that. So, I don't know whether we need to dig into last year or not because I'm not the tax professional and I'm not going to make that decision
2: because I'm not doing it, you know? And so, that's why you would ask that, you know, like in the findings, if you see something like that, yeah, you ask them, okay, yeah. what happened here? What's this? And then if they, you will, I suggest we talk to your client your, you know, your, your account right. to see what's going on, but yeah, because you can't yeah. move any diagnostic. You're just looking at it.
1: Now, yeah. now, Anna, you covered a lot of stuff here, but you just covered the surface. Yes. Don't you have a, a more in-depth um, workshop or, or webinar series coming up to tell us about?
2: Yes, um, so I do um, have a workshop coming up. So let me just, I'll go over this and then we can go into that, um, the whatever slide I have. On that one. <laughs> <laughs> so I went we'll over to all that. of this, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's <was> what <one. laughs> Um, You're a curve. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> so here's like uh, our, the roadmap to, cru- to crush your diagnostic review, right? So again, we went through, or we will go through um, this in the workshop. It's a five-week workshop, and um, it does start on February 28th. Um, but we are doing a, that's a poll for you. <laughs> yep.
0: So the, the workshop series that you have, that you've created is, is, you know, these, these 12 steps, you, you kind of break them up into, into smaller, easier to digest um, topics and you, but you take a a deeper dive into each one. You know, what do you, uh, what do you find? uh, What are you looking for when you do that? And during that, that's, that's where you would kind of share your master checklist, right? I mean, that's, we have a lot of people asking, well, would you, would you be willing to give us your <laughs> your checklist right well that's where that's where the workshop comes in is yeah. is if you dive into that uh, then you'll be able to um you know take a take a take a closer look at at what questions you ask uh, on a, yeah. on a regular basis
2: so what i do um in the workshop it's a 5 week workshop um last one i ran was 4 weeks but i knew that um 4 weeks was a little short. So I did the five week because I crammed in the most important stuff and one day. So I wanted to expand it a little bit more. So how it hap- how it works is, you know, the first, the first day is more of like that ideal client and, and, and the discovery call, which is, you know, we want to get those out of the way because the main topic for the workshop is the diagnostics. So we do break it up into um, four parts. So that the, so that we're, you know, diagnosing, Everything within, I tell you exactly what my questions that I ask myself and where I look for them and where I I find them, right? And then at the end, the last day is we put it all together and then I show you how I come up with that cleanup price all and the same worksheet. Um, But it's one day, so it would be it would be Tuesday. Um, We start would be on Tuesdays and then Thursdays we come back for like questions based on what we talked about to the prior but i also will have like action steps where i would love for you guys to you know take action right away um because that's the point of a workshop right to take action and, and get your money's worth
0: <laughs> now if you're doing this on tuesday uh that might conflict with the power hour
1: <laughs> is that <laughs> is i know
0: that gonna, do, you, do you uh do you do those all live or do you uh can they review them if they you know, had the emergency came up or something like that?
2: Yes, they will be having, um, they will have the replays. So um, if they can't make it, um, you will still have your, you know, you'll have, you can see them in, at a different date or a different hour. So, yeah, that's right. <laughs> I'll make that's sure I no with um, Power Hour. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you, right. know, you know, Anna, I wish I would have the opportunity to take a workshop like that. Years ago, it would have saved me so much time and trouble if I could have done something like that. And I mean, I just think of, you know, how much time and money it would have saved me to avoid mistakes by having somebody else share the years of experience that you have. And learning from the mistakes that you've made over the years to be able to share that knowledge with your peers and with other people um, and to give them the opportunity to learn from everything that you've learned over, you said, what, 20 years of doing this? I mean, I just think that's great. Thank you for sharing your knowledge and skills and everything that you've learned over the years of doing it. I just think that's awesome.
2: Well, I can't take all the credit. Um, I did have (laughs) a a lot of, you know, help as well. So, I mean, when I first did my first diagnostic, I was thinking, I was like, I can do a free diagnostics, you know, and then I got, um, I was like, no, you cannot do that. Um, so, but, and, you know, pricing, a lot of that helped me, um, with my networking people, like everybody's helped me so much with that. Um, and I took courses on diagnostic review, so that kind of like opened my eyes to like, oh my gosh, I have to do this. And then obviously just make it to work for me, for my industry. Right. That's
0: awesome. You actually have a uh, QR code uh, on the next slide, so if you want to, people just want to take a picture. uh, It'll take you out to the to the link to pre-register. If you want to register, you know, you want to do it right now, um, but we'll appreciate uh, you know people.
1: Go ahead. Yeah, just get your phone and put it right up there, and you can get the link, and it should work. It does work, Anna. I, I tested it out, and it doesn't
2: work. <laughs> so the launch, the launch, the launch will be on February seventeenth, but the 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 course itself will start on on um, February twenty
0: eighth. And, and of course, as accountants, people want to know: well, how much is this workshop going to cost? What is it going to cost me? What would I mean? I know you you talk about that a little bit more in, in detail on the on the launch. Uh, workshop that you do but what would uh what could people expect this going to be like you know tens of I, thousands of dollars no
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> I think. no no um no but i not think, yet, I right? think <laughs> no, 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 not yet right no no i don't think i'll ever get it but it's okay um i think that you would be able to see a good return on your investment within i would say depending on how actionable you are <laughs> that's the word <laughs> but um I think that you can get it in two with within two diagnostics that you do two or three diagnostics. You'll get your money's worth back. So that's why I like for people. If you're doing the course, I like to push you to do, you know, to take action right away. Um, I'm that type of person where I take action like right away. Um, I have to because otherwise I won't do it later. So um, (laughs) I, from my experience, I think that taking it right away will help.
0: You get your money back. So. Well, yeah, and then well, the the any learnings that you have will be just further enforced, right? the The more that you know, the quicker and the sooner that you take action on those things that that you discover, it will then become second nature. Yes. Michelle, you were saying.
1: Well, I was going to say, I think we already shared some great tips with people that are going to help them here. Um, You know, I I saw some notes in there that they're already going to start doing a paid diagnostic review and other people talked about doing retainers and things. And so I think we've already shared some great, great tips with people um, that are very valuable for them. And I'm sure your workshop would have a lot of other great tips for people as well. So um, Dan I saw some people say thank you for bringing Anna on here so Dan you're the one that came up with the idea so thank you uh, <laughs> I think it, it was awesome um, so I think it was, yeah, it was great
0: totally so. self-serving I, I just needed some private time with Anna and uh, <laughs> and just wanted to share that uh, private time with uh, with with a hundred or few of my closest friends as well
1: there <laughs> you <Yeah>. we go <laughs> Thank you. (laughs) Very good. Well, Anna, thank you. It is great to see you again. Try to stay warm and everybody else that's freezing or dealing with ice or or whatever else. Um, Thank you guys all. And um, hope everybody stays warm and safe. And Dan, I love you, but (laughs) don't (laughs) tease.
0: Fly, Eagles, fly. <laughs> we'll see you next time on the QB Power Hour. Have a great day.
1: Thanks, Thank everybody.
0: We hope you enjoyed listening to the QB Power Hour podcast. If you have any questions, feel free to ask them in our Facebook group. You can find those resources
1: and much more at qbpowerhour.com.